Can you dig it? Kevin is so DC for life. He is so DC for L. He is so DC for L. He can't even hide it. It's a broken horse. This nice guy actually a broken horse. He's actually DC for L so hard. Chris Hansen here, and I'm gonna need you all to take a seat right over there and check out Birds versus Boys. I think you're completely right here, and I hate it. Yep. Hey, idiots. Stop doing dumb things. I got two phones. Upside alert. Upside alert. I might go insane. I think you're already there. There's no hope. Hope Dude, is gone. Yo, if this was an AFC North podcast, we'd be done in 15 minutes. Bob Hope. I'm going to drink bleach. That is the team you promised me you were going to be this year. This is the Consciously Hopeful podcast. I'll be watching. Welcome to episode 77 of Birds vs. Boys. We've made it. It's week three of the NFL, and it is officially hate week. You are probably listening to this or watching it on YouTube on Thursday, or maybe it's Friday, or maybe it's Saturday, or you might even be listening on Sunday because Cowboys and Eagles don't play until Monday night. It is Monday night football, prime time First game against each other in the season. Both teams are one and one. And Aiden and I are going to be locked in a boxing ring watching this game. This game snuck up on me like a jack in the box because right. I'm used to these games being late October around Halloween time with an mm-hmm. actual jack in the box jumping out of me. But here we are, week three. I have my hopes up again on the Eagles. And now they are in a game that may decide the, vi- the division in three months from now. Yes. I mean, everybody says, you know, the games week 16, 17 matter. Uh, Every single game matters. Every single game. And Vince is pulling up the rivalry matchup, which will be happening at Showboat Monday night. Me, Aiden, and CEO Joe locked in a boxing ring live streaming this game. I mean, this is the first time we're ever going to be watching a game together, Aiden. Uh, this is the first time I've ever watched a game like outside of the comfort of my own home. So yeah, <laughs> this is the first time we're watching a game. You're together. gonna be out of your element. I'm gonna be out of my element. It might throw the team off. It might. I, we might start slow in the first quarter because they're not used to me. Usually, I'm coaching them and they're mm-hmm. listening to me, and I'm three inches from the television screen, and everyone knows that the players can hear you through the television screen. So when you say "Watch your back" to the quarterback when a defensive end is coming around, they can hear you and they run away. So if well, Jalen Hurts gets strip sacked, that's on you guys for making me do this. There's like 14 huge screens there. So maybe they'll actually be able to hear you better. Ooh, that's true. That's true. He, he, I have multiple angles on it. Mm-hmm. So I can tell the receivers to do something. I can tell the offensive line. Yep. I can tell the quarterbacks. So this may work out. This There's may work lot. out. But yes, tune in at Branded Sports underscore and also at Birds vs. Boys Pod. Give us a mm-hmm. follow as well on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then Vince, is it on our YouTube channel? On the Birds vs. Boys YouTube channel? Yes. Too. Yes. He's, he's nodding and said yes. All right. Um, perfect. So, and it is sponsored by Vigit. Thank you for setting that up. Just, I again, I talked about this before, but the, the boxing ring scene is perfect. It's it just is. hilarious. It is just perfect. The scene, the setting, you cannot beat it. It's we not can. like a bunch of guys sitting in a room. We're in a legit boxing ring. <laughs> It's just phenomenal. Um, So before we go any further and we dive into this game um, and we recap a little bit of our guest spot on Flipping the Birds pod last night, I I got you a present, a hate week present that I want to present to you. I feel like this is the way we need to start off the week. Um, And I I hope you enjoy it. It's something I've been working on and I, I I hope you like it. So this is for Aiden to start hate week. I dropped the hype video, I dropped the promo two days before the game, but it's Eagles week, and I just couldn't help myself, because I came across a podcast, Bird vs. Boy, great podcast, great host, and Kevin, because he's a Cowboys fan, but he's got Aiden, and he's got the producer Vince, who are Eagles fans, heck, Kevin's wife's an Eagles fan, so I know he's outnumbered, so I'm coming to the rescue, to step the record straight, to all you Eagles fans, and all you Philadelphia Eagles, you guys think that you win one Super Bowl in 55 years, that you've now become America's team? Let me tell you something about being America's team. Rule number one, you never overmatch yourself. So Fletcher Cox, you're six foot four, 310 pounds. You're probably a little too big for my man Connor Williams, but let's see what happens when you try 
try that all pro Zach Martin off the side. Hurts, my man Parson has got his name written all over you. And I'd like to name the Eagles a series, but I don't know who the hell they are. But you guys better think twice about going across the middle, brother, because that buzzsaw, the human crippler, is going to chew you up one side, pitch out the back. So I'm going to say this one more time. Eagle fans, Philadelphia Eagles, you might not like it, but you will learn to love it because we are America's team and we are the best team going today. Then can you dig it? Can you dig it? Kevin is so DC for life. He is so DC for L. He is so DC for L. He can't even hide it. It's a broken horse. This nice guy actually broken horse. He's actually DC for L so hard. First of all, I love that guy. Kevin actually likes that guy. The Eagles are America's team. I say this every eight weeks. Where was the first capital of the United States? That's right. It was Philadelphia. Where was the country founded? Philadelphia. What's the what is the bird of the United States of America? An eagle. What does Dallas have to do with anything in America? Nothing. They have a few oil fields 700 miles away. Pathetic poverty. No one cares about that city. Philadelphia is America's team. Thank you for your time. I love that guy. That line about the Eagles receivers. <laughs> Genuine. Because <laughs> sometimes, like with Devontae Smith is up last year, I did not know who the receivers were. Him wearing a, a Micah Parsons. Up. Him wearing a Micah Parsons jersey was just perfect. Oh, just the perfect. That was the, the cherry on top. Shout, I, shout out we, to, to our guy. Uh, I mean. Yes. Can, can we have him on the show later this yes, year? Yes, we can. I talked to him multiple times on the phone today. He called me. He called you? He called me because he was so excited about how good this video came out. And he just, he called me and I talked to him about for about five to 10 minutes on the phone. And that he wants to come on the show. But you guys are friends now. We're best friends. DC4. What a man cave. If, if you guys right? are, are listening on the podcast, he he pops, usually, he didn't pop out of the door, but usually he throws open the door like the meme of, uh, uh, what's the- Oh, he popped out of the door. Did he? Oh. He got the knee slaps. I, I got so fired up that it was him because I watched the video. You send me the video literally every week. Um, so I got too fired up, but I didn't realize that it was that he came out of the door. So but I I, 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 uh, I didn't want to tell Vince. I wanted to do – I just wanted to uh, show both of you guys. But then I was like, no. I, I So Vince, Vince doctored it up, obviously. He Vinced it and added the words and everything. And it's just happy hate week. Fantastic. What? Give him a shout out his name and everything. Mm-hmm. I've, yeah. I've only ever Mike I, I'm not personal friends with him mm-hmm. like you are talking. There's phone, phone number right here in my in my phone. Phone in my phone. <laughs> All right. M M tag nineteen ninety three. Yep. Mike tag. Mike. Big Mike. Yep. Baby. Big Mike. Well, uh, I'd love to have him on. How about right. this? How about this? Him if and Erod together. Monday, since you text him, tell him I love the video. I was fired mm-hmm. up about it. He got mm-hmm. me really fired up for hate week mm-hmm. and if the eagles win i will be taking the number from your phone and i will be giving him a personal facetime live from atlantic beautiful City at around midnight on monday jalen hurts drives us down the field for a winning touchdown how about that's that? even better because he's going to be at the game so that's oh, perfect yes <laughs> oh yeah oh hell yeah he probably has a sick tailgate that guy definitely has uh, uh, a short bus that he converted into a tailgate. Oh, hundred percent. It would start, oh, yeah. and it's it's actually the like a cowboy's helmet with yeah, the bars yeah, and everything the in the front. front. Of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, just like the the grill of it is now yep. just like the the uh, helmet. Yeah, a oh, face mask. So good. Absolutely, so good. All right, let's uh, let's get in. Let's get into this. So, um, do you have any technical notes for tonight before we start? Yes, we did get we did bury the lead because I got too excited about the video and kept that Kevin showed me. Yes, I, had, uh, so I, we I have, couldn't wait anymore. I, I don't blame you. That that set the tone for the show. Now we're fired up. Let's go. So we do have Football Kelly coming on tonight at Football mm-hmm. Kelly on Twitter. Um, so she has a few podcasts going. She's part of the Eagles Podcast Network. I'm excited to have her on. I was listening to her podcast earlier today and found myself like nodding my head with mm-hmm. some of the points she was making. And this was a week ago. So I'm sure she'll have some good stuff for us. So she'll be joining us, obviously, to talk about the game this week. And then we were also on a podcast last night. We were on uh, Flipping the Birds. It's run by uh, Philadelphia Sports Network, PSN. 
you guys have probably heard of them as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so check that out because we came in, we came in hot. It was so we funny. Did. We just came in, we were just like so fired up. They, they definitely um, yeah. didn't know what to expect with our energy at first. But then it's like it's like our guests that the first time they talk to us, too, mm-hmm. they get a little hesitant. And then two minutes in, they're like, yep, I'm in. Because, yeah, they don't know who we are. And then after, like, then they realize very quickly. So, yeah. well, uh, I think, and that definitely happened with them. You could just tell that they were oh, yeah. fired up as soon as we got in there. Absolutely. So check that one out. It's called, it's uh, Flipping the Birds, at Flipping the Birds right there. Chris Infante and his boy Morgan. I thought Morgan was so knowledgeable. I awesome. really enjoyed talking um, to him. Lives in Canada. Had no idea till the end. The way did you notice the way he said Regar? Oh yeah, that was like, the giveaway. That was the Regar. Regar. Yeah, Regar. It was different. Yeah. that's what it was. That's what gave me a sign. I was like, that's an accent. Where? Mm-hmm. And then we were talking about it, and he said they're still kind of in lockdown. Yep. And then he also he said he really liked the Drake album. And I was like, ah, yeah, you're definitely yep, getting it. <laughs> <laughs> so go listen to them, uh, Flipping the Birds pod. And then Football Kelly is the host of the Kelly Green Show on Eagles Unfiltered Podcast Network. So two shows, and we'll have her on tonight. Yep, very, really excited to uh, to pick her brain about this game. So who wants to go first? You want to go first, or should we just flow together here? Let's flow together. I know we kind of we already have wrote down a, a bunch of notes just because yep. we were on a, a show earlier this week. Um, I have my notes about the game, but it's just the most 50-50 game. Mm-hmm. All the time we say, oh, week 17 is going to determine the division. No, it's not. The, the Someone's starters are going to be resting week 18 this year. Yep. But yep. these are the games. These are the 50-50 games that determine a division. And we both think that this might come down to the Eagles and Cowboys for the division again. I, I, I do. I definitely do. Because like I said, I'm flipping the the birds. I don't fully know what this Washington defense is yet. Right. We were all like, oh, this is the greatest front of all time. They were so good last year. But it, it's so hard for a defense to repeat and be great year after year. And we're kind of seeing it after two weeks that, you know, teams are moving the ball on Washington. Uh Chargers were able to move the ball. Daniel Jones was able to move the ball a lot, probably his best game in his career against that vaunted Washington D. They lose Ryan Fitzpatrick. Heineke comes in. He wins the game. He's a he's a fun, lovable story. XFL backup a year and a half ago. Almost beats Tom Brady in the playoffs, wins this game. But can he sustain that? I don't know. That's the thing. the Giants are dead already. I don't. They don't even consider a football team. I really do think it's going to come down to our two teams this year. I do too. I, I like I said. I feel bad for the for Washington almost just because mm-hmm. the one thing that's been escaping them for years is solid quarterback play. And part of the problem, I mean, they had a quarterback who had a compound fracture. That's just horrible luck. But then here you are again. You think, all right. We've turned the corner. We have a quarterback that we can trust somewhat in Ryan Fitzpatrick when he catches fire and then he gets hurt. So I don't know how to feel about those teams. The thing is, I do know how I feel about Dak Prescott uh, playing at an elite level mm-hmm. so far, coming off an injury, coming off two injuries, really. And that's why I give the Cowboys the upper hand in the division because I just go, okay, who is the best player in the division right now that can make an impact? It's Dak Prescott. So that's why I lean Cowboys. But I'm not selling the Eagles short in week three. And I think that's what's so great about this game being early. Usually we have a larger sample size for yeah. these teams. We know what they are when they play each other. I believe it was uh, Dak had already gotten hurt last year. Yes. So we knew what the Cowboys were. We were pretty much finding out that the Eagles weren't good at that point. It was right there, kind of in October. Um, so this being in week three and the sample size being two games going into it, leads to more intrigue to me yes it's there's a lot more question marks there's a and with guys being out and then the the covid kind of issues lead to intrigue as well Ertz is on the covid list is he gonna play is he not Keanu O'Neal now for the Cowboys same deal hasn't tested positive was just close to somebody that did test positive so there's there's so many question marks and we we don't like we said Dak has looked great in two games, but guess what? Jalen Hurts has looked pretty damn good too. Is he going to sustain it all year? Again, you don't know, but we don't have to worry about that right now. We're only two weeks in, and they both look good, which is makes this game even more fun. I know that it's uh, 
two cool quarterbacks, but two quarterbacks yeah. that are fun to watch. I get the feeling I haven't checked the over under, but I feel like this is going to be trend more to. I think it was fifty one and a half last fifty. Ah, that's tough. That's tough. I don't know. I feel like it might be around there, but I wouldn't be confident betting over the fifty one and a half. Let me see. But it's just like I said, the sample size is so small, and you brought up all those injuries, injuries, COVID, all these problems. But at the same time, like. We didn't know what the Eagles were going into the season. They played one bad team. They played one good team. They beat the bad team. They lost to the good team. So what are Mm -hmm. they? Probably something in the middle of those two. But we also look like the Cowboys lost to a really good team. And they beat like a a solid Chargers team. So we're doing the what are they conversation. And that's what makes it so hard to, to predict a game like this. We both, I think we have some keys to the game that we would like to see. But I don't think either of us are like, overtly confident in our teams in a win and you're not you're not pounding the table lock it in birds by a million cowboys by 50 like neither of Mm -hmm. us are are doing that this week no and because these games for the most part uh, unless it's something drastic right like ben Danucci starting for the cowboys last year Mm -hmm. when these teams are relatively healthy the, the starting quarterbacks are there no matter what the records are either and even if we know established what each team is, these games, for the most part, usually are a, a battle and could go either way. That's just the way all of these division teams play games. So I, I, I'm, I gotta admit, I'm really nervous for this game. I'm always nervous for Hate Week, always. I'm more, even more nervous that we're in a boxing ring. But at the same time, I don't know if I've been this excited for a Cowboys Eagles game in a little while as I am for this game yeah so two things to touch on based off what you said the excitement level this was a season going in i didn't have much excitement because we're we're clearly playing for the future and we still are Mm -hmm. we still are like we're tracking what the dolphins and the colts are doing because we know where our first round picks lie uh, depending on their success so i didn't come in having a lot of excitement then we won 32 six and this whole time Devontae smith was growing on us sirianni was growing on us Jalen Hurts was growing on us. Then they come out and win week one. You're like, all right, I'm back in. Mm-hmm. And they didn't look bad against the 49ers either. They did. didn't. That performance didn't definitely didn't take anybody out. So that excitement level is fortunately back there, which is great for this. And then you brought it up. These games always seem to be 50-50, one possession. You're not confident. Like one play here or there changes the course of it. And that's what I saw just watching the Chargers-Cowboys game last week. Chargers had 12 penalties for 99 yards, two interceptions. One of the interceptions was in the red zone. They had a touchdown called back on a penalty. They had a missed field goal. The Eagles, as cliche as it sounds, need to avoid the mental mistake performance that the Chargers had. Because in a division game that almost always is one possession late in the fourth quarter, you can't have those mistakes pile up. They do not have the talent to allow those mistakes to pile up. So my goal with a young coach and with a young team, don't beat yourselves on a tough environment in the road. Be mm-hmm. disciplined and good things will work out for you and you may win this game. A hundred percent. Cause I mean, there's, there's nothing worse than getting a, a, a good play taken away on first or second down with a holding call. And now it's second and 18 or second and 20, first and 20. I mean, those are, for the most part, drive killers. A little bit different mm-hmm. in today's day and age of football, where yeah. you know second and 17 is like nothing to these teams anymore, the way the ball is, is thrown around. But still, I mean, disciplined football, like you said, is going to win this game. Not turning over the ball is going to win this game. Doing the little things right is going to win this game. And that's what makes me nervous because this Cowboys team doesn't always do the little things right. It even comes goes back to coaching, especially with this team. Not even caring, right, about the kicking game during camp and the preseason. Zerline's hurt. They didn't even bring a kicker to the Hall of Fame game because they're like, nah, doesn't matter. We know our kickers. Yeah, but... It doesn't matter to the guys practicing the snap and the hold. I, I just it it it's the little things. And speaking of special teams, John Fossil, it's fourth and twenty. 
right before the half. You got two minutes left. Dak Prescott's getting the ball back with two minutes left in the first half, and you decide to rush the punter, and then you run into him, and it's roughing the kicker, and now you don't get the ball back, and the Chargers get the ball back. Luckily, the Chargers doinked the field goal off the uprights. But there you go, right there. Undisciplined football. And that's the reason the Chargers lost. But the Cowboys tried to hand it to them right now. Why are you rushing the punter on fourth and 20 when your offense is humming in the first half? Makes no sense. And then you come out and say, because Dallas Cowboys fans like to be aggressive. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. What were some of the answers in press conferences for the Cowboys coaches this week? Just unreal. But that's to piggyback off you again. Attention to detail. Nick Sirianni is a young coach. The Eagles looked like a young team last week. Mm -hmm. I don't care this week. Like if you're an NFL coach, if you're an NFL, if you're a good or to great NFL coach in the making, you need to outcoach Mike McCarthy and these guys. That's because there do. was a clear lack of attention to detail when you're at a state of the art palace and you can't find a clock late in the game and your offensive coordinator has to run a 4-4-40 to call a timeout for you so you can kick the game-winning field goal, fourth and 20, and you're steamrolling the punter. These things for the Eagles, like you need to be better than that. You cannot be at the mistake level of that. And if Nick Sirianni is going to be a good coach, and I think he will be, there needs to be a level of attention to detail. I don't care how many years of experience those guys have. You need to be better than them. You need to outcoach Mike McCarthy on Monday night. Do you, do you know who got the penalty for the Cowboys hitting the punter, by the way? Gabriel Cox. No, it was Kamara, the, the hey. Hard Knocks fame guy. Yeah. Oh, man. His mom was probably thrilled because she had no idea she what was no going idea. on. Yeah, she's like, ah, Kamara! She had no idea. She was just all excited. <laughs> oh, uh. unreal. Um, let's give just uh, – do you have – a, a key and a prediction before yeah, we bring football yeah, yeah. Kelly on. So I, I have a couple, I, I think I, you may not agree with me here, but I think the Cowboys can take advantage of Jordan Mulata a little bit. I know he's big. I know he's good, but if you watch the way he plays, he sets back a little softly, if you know what I mean. And he, if he has trouble with anybody, it's guys with speed and then have good pass rush ability. He's you're not going to bull rush. Jordan Malata, it's just not going to happen. But Randy Gregory has very good pass rush ability, and he's very, very fast. So I think he's going to have the ability to get to Jalen Hurts. Whether he gets two or three sacks, I don't know, but I think he's going to get a lot of hurries. Um, so I think that that's one point where they're going to be able to take advantage. And then two, I think Pollard, using him the, the way they used against the Chargers and trying to hit a couple screen passes and get him matched up on those Eagles linebackers. I mean, you can win that all, all day, right? Um, something I'm, I'm scared about matchup wise is I said it last night too, is these receivers on Anthony Brown, whether it's Devonte Smith, whether it's Quez Watkins, if I'm Nick Sirianni and if I'm Jalen hurts, I'm throwing a deep ball eight to 10 times that, that game not hoping that I'm going to complete all of those, but there's a good chance you may get a 50, 60-yard penalty, right? Multiple times. Quez Watkins is going to be able to get by Anthony Brown. I will bet he has a long touchdown in this game. It's going to happen. It's like Deshaun Watson used to do against the Eagles. So, uh, you know, though I, they're going to try and take advantage also of the Cowboys' safeties because they don't have the foot speed to match these Eagles wide receivers. So I'm interested to see how, how far back the Eagles or the Cowboys, I'm sorry, play their safeties in this game. Um, you want a prediction game wise score? Yeah. I, I guess we should give a score. I guess we kind of have to, right? Yeah. I, last night I said 30 to 27 Cowboys. I'm going to stick to that. I think it's that type of game. It's going to be up and down scoring, which means it's going to be a, a 13, 10 game, but uh, it, Everything tells me that it should be. Um, it should be that. And I'm also a little nervous about Fletcher Cox um, and Hargraves going against uh, Biotish and Connor Williams. Yeah. And it's a nerve wracking. We need, we need Zach Martin to, to show up big in this game again. 
again. Yeah, I am. I'm he was the highest graded that. out player of all players last week, by the way, in the NFL. I saw that. That was very impressive, but very on brand for him, which makes sense. Yep. So Can you imagine real quick, if they had drafted Johnny Menzel instead of him. Jesus Christ. Keep going. <laughs> if Jerry Jones had his way, they would have. Um, so I know you brought up Malata and testing him. I guess my key to the game, let's stay up front with the offensive line. Landon Dickerson making his first start as an NFL player coming off ACL surgery when he tore his ACL uh, back in the SEC championship game in December. Mm-hmm. So has had limited time on the field, rookie on the road. I'd be testing the interior. Yes. Oh, 100%. Because he did struggle a tiny bit last week. Yeah, Jason Kelsey actually struggled a little bit too. But I'll tell you what, that is a very good 49ers front seven. That mm-hmm. probably has a little bit to deal with it as well. But again, Staying with the offensive line, what I was impressed with early on in that 49ers game, a lot of second and fours, a lot of second and three. They were creating holes for Miles Sanders and Kenny Gainwell, and they've been able to do that for two weeks straight. They got away from it in the second half. That more had to deal with the score, and they panicked a little bit, and then they got away from their offense. But they've been able to create holes for two weeks. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping that continues this week. Win up front. Win in the trenches. You were bad last year because you started 14 different offensive line combinations in 16 weeks. You're forced into starting a new combination this week, but you invested heavy draft capital in Lander Dickerson because you thought he'd be the future. So let's find out right away if he is. Continue to create those holes. And then the other thing I want to look at, let's get back to what I'm deeming the Oklahoma offense. Getting the ball, spreading things out, getting the ball out of Jalen Hurts' hands quick. Think about the first two plays against Atlanta. They ran a quick bubble screen to the left to Quez Watkins, quick bubble screen to the right to Quez Watkins, just getting the ball out of his hands. It doesn't have to be, uh, what's that stat that everyone keeps bringing up with Jalen Hurts? Oh, his air yards. Well, it doesn't have to be. Just get the ball out of his hands, especially Mm -hmm. if the offensive line is playing well and you're in these second and fours. And then Jalen Hurts continuing to make plays with his legs. And lastly, I am finally, for once in my life, slightly confident and the cornerbacks on the Philadelphia Eagles for the first time since Alito Shepard was in our graces and Brian Dawkins and Sheldon Brown. I was in elementary school. This is the first time I've been slightly confident since that point. They will be put to the test on Monday night, and it might be the toughest test that they face all year, even without Michael Gallup. I think both teams move the ball a ton. We'll, Worried a little bit about execution for both teams in the red zone. A lot of bend but not break. So my score prediction, 24-20 Eagles, mostly because I don't want to drive back from Atlantic City after a loss. <sighs> I, I I don't want you to have to do that, but at the same time, I do want you to yeah, have <laughs> to do that, especially after I give you a right cross in the middle of the boxing ring. I don't I, know how this first half goes. There might be a uh a fight at halftime oh they're they're definitely they're definitely will be all right football kelly's here we want to bring her in i'm really excited for this interview aiden i know you are as well um she has a lot of eagles knowledge it's hate week i've never interacted with her on camera before so i'm sorry i'm very excited to see how i get treated it's always fun when we bring on either an Eagles personality or a Cowboys personality. They always end up loving both of us. It's just, you know, yeah. it's who we are. So, um, so yeah, you ready? You want to, you want to do this? I am. All right. Let's bring her in football, Kelly, football underscore Kelly on Twitter. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. What's going on? I don't like the hat. I apologize. I was finishing up my podcast and then it was running a little late. So I apologize. Well, that's okay. You know, Cause we, we got ourselves really fired up and, Obviously, it's hate week. It's rivalry week. So we got ourselves too fired up, and we were running late too. So that's perfect. Yeah, <laughs> that's perfect. So before we even get it, let's, let's let you plug that then before we get into anything else. What podcast were you recording? So I have the Kelly Green Show on the Eagles Unfiltered podcast, and I just did an interview with Kelsey Charles. She hosts a show for the Dallas Cowboys called Something in the Stars, Star at Night, I think it's called. Is big I don't and bright. know. I, I got it right on the podcast introduction, but it's, all it's totally escaping me at the moment because I don't watch Dallas Cowboys TV shows. But uh, <laughs> she was a great guest. Uh, looking forward to uh, putting that one out in the coming days ahead of the Monday night game. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Big all right, Aiden, let's kick this off. 
All right. Yeah, let's do it. We got some questions for you. I think it's funny. You uh, didn't get your fill of Dallas Cowboys w- with your guest. Now we have Kevin here, so we'll see how this goes. Dallas week, you know? Eight <laughs> hey, week, baby. Got to do it. Let's talk about the Eagles real quick first. So I we were on a podcast last night, and I brought this up. Like The old adage is like there's two sides to every story, and then the, the truth kind of lies somewhere in the middle. So the Eagles played a good team, and they – I'm sorry. They played a good team, and they lost, and they played a bad team, and they won handily. So they're probably somewhere in the middle. Where's your confidence level in this team heading into a huge game early on with a small sample size in week three? Well, that's a great question. And the way you put it is perfect because I just have been kind of bouncing back and forth. Like, what is this team, right? You know, Mm -hmm. you're looking at them and you're saying this is the home opener and you lost like against the 49ers, like you couldn't just put it away. Like you couldn't put the points on the board to win the game. Um, so I just hope that this loss to the 49ers going into week three has instilled a little bit of sense into Nick Sirianni. He's a young head coach, rookie head coach. He needs a learning curve. Like we need to give him some grace in making these decisions, making these mistakes, because ultimately, you know, he was aggressive in that game against the Falcons, but he could be aggressive. Like we were going away from, you know, we were totally blowing them out at that point. So Mm -hmm. in my mind, the, the Sirianni we need to see on Monday night needs to be smart and needs to be, um, you know, executing and playing to his players strengths that's what we saw week one he got a little away from it he got a little too cute in week two would have loved that to be a win um but to me go into dallas week three with all the momentum kind of building for you know the media loves the Cowboys. Like they just want to give them all the roses. They want to do all this bullshit every year. I hate that. I hate it. Start out with all this bullshit about how great they are. And so the the momentum going into this game is just that the Cowboys are going to beat the hell out of the Eagles. It just seems like that's just the narrative going into this game. I just don't see it being that way. Uh, The divisional games are always interesting. Um, I think they're always pretty close uh, for the most part. Last year, the Eagles were just completely a mess, had so many injuries and so many different parts, um, and were crushed by the Cowboys, which sucked. Um, So I'm looking forward to, you know, Jalen Hurts getting back to where he was in week one, being smart with the ball. And Throwing the ball to maybe the tight ends every once in a while would be great. That would help. Um, so, you know, like just being smart about the execution. Um, and, you know, I do want to at least give, since I've been so negative towards Sirianni in the beginning of this podcast episode, um, he actually did stick to the run game, which I've been begging Doug Peterson to do for years. Finally seeing the defense, like, like stopping the run and then still trying to establish it was like refreshing to me. Like they were still trying to make it happen. Um, So I'm hoping that we can take advantage of the fact that the Cowboys aren't that great at stopping the run and execute in, uh, in this, in this particular matchup. It's so funny that you say that because before we brought you on, we were talking Mm -hmm. keys with one another and I said, execution, 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 the charges were terrible with it. They had so many penalties. They shot themselves in a foot. It can't mm-hmm. happen in a one-possession game. And then my other key was, you know, they've actually done pretty well creating lanes for Miles Sanders and Kenny Gainwell yep. running the ball. And then you came on and just hammered the point home. So I'm glad we were on the same page. with that. Yeah, we're definitely on the same page with that. And I think Justin Herbert threw two interceptions last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and- Jalen Hurts has been protecting the ball. Love to see that from a young quarterback. He's you know, a rookie, he's a second year quarterback like Justin Herbert. So you love to see Jalen Hurts, uh, you know, creating those run lanes for himself too. Like he's smart about knowing when to run it, when to throw it. I think his decision-making in those particular moments has been spot on. So definitely feel like he has that dual threat for the Cowboys to have to keep honest on, on the defensive side. That's for sure. But I do worry about Dallas putting up points because it seems like they are very good on offense. 
Oh yeah. They, yeah. They, they're efficient and they move fast. It's definitely going to be a test out there. Mm -hmm. yeah. Let's actually, let's focus on that. Cause that was going to be my next question is, is shifting to the defensive side of the ball. I was listening to your podcast and you had Melissa Jacobs on and she was kind of focusing last week, as you guys previewed the 49ers game, she was kind of focused on the Eagles defensive line as being one of the keys. Now, are you at all worried about the defensive line without Brandon Graham being there for the rest of the season? Or do you see this being the time where Derek Barnett and Josh Sweat finally step up or even uh, Milton Williams, the rookie possibly getting extended time? Yeah. I mean, for me, I, I personally saw a drop off in the pass rush when BG went down last week. So that's upsetting because you're like, you lose that veteran presence. You lose that guy who's always rallying the other guys to play um, with full intensity. You know, you lose that on the field. That's a big loss. Um, and I could tell that they had lost a little bit of the pass rush that they had had earlier on in the game. Um, I don't know if that resulted in the reason why they weren't able to contain Jimmy Garoppolo to you know, what they did in the first half when we had BG. Um, but I ultimately am going to be a fan and say, like, these guys have to step up. Josh Sweat just up. got paid to step up. Like, if there's no other time to prove that you are the reason that you got paid, it's in this particular matchup because every Eagles fan wants to win this game and there's nothing more they want to see than Dak getting sacked. <laughs> Yeah, very, it's, very it's, true. it's true. So let's let's shift to advantages that you feel like the Eagles have in this Monday night game. I know you said the running game. I know my answer of what I'm most fearful of in the Eagles, and I'll tell you what it is after. But what advantages do you think the Eagles have against the Cowboys that they need to exploit on Monday night? Well, I'm not totally convinced that Terrence Steele – even though he had a decent game against the Chargers, we'll be able to hold up against the pass rush that we do have. Even without Brandon Graham, there is this wave of talent behind him that I feel we could exploit what he put on tape last week. I mean, mm -hmm. the fact that like he didn't have as much tape um, from last year, he improved significantly. I think Steele okay. had a, a very good game, so I'm not knocking him. I'm just saying he is a point that you have to take advantage of because he isn't the starter. Um, in my opinion, I think that the biggest opportunity the Eagles have is probably at the D line. Like okay. I'm trying to think of anything else that we have a full advantage of. I feel great at the O line, like being able to contain your pass rush. Like, I feel comfortable mm -hmm. even with Randy Gregory back, uh, even with the loss of Brandon Brooks. I feel good about the Eagles protecting Jalen Hurts against your defensive front. Um, so it really is all about the trenches for me when it comes to this particular game. I got to tell you, and Aiden knows what I'm terrified of. It's any one of your wide receivers going up against Anthony Brown. You send Quez Watkins deep on, on 30, I mean – do it all night. Yikes. You saw what it, you saw what Antonio Brown did against him. The, he just can't play cornerback. So you go <laughs> deep on him, it's game on all night, unfortunately. So I, I, that's what I'm most fearful of. Um, yeah, I think we'll probably avoid Diggs' side of the field and just, mm -hmm. yeah, we'll probably just go wherever Brown is. That mm -hmm. seems Even Jordan to be a good strategy. Yep. That's don't <laughs> don't tell them that. I didn't. I oh, didn't I'm, go, I'm telling them. Oh, it digs. I'm just calling try them digs. tonight. Try digs. <laughs> um, all right. Then what's your gut feeling? What do you think? We had we gave score predictions. I said 30-27 Dallas. I we don't like giving score predictions, but hate week. We kind of we kind of have to. Hate we hate score it. predictions. It makes yeah. me look all right. So not, all right. You don't even have to do score. Just your gut feeling of how the game plays out. I've said this on another podcast, so I'll just say it on this one just to stay consistent, and I'll just be wrong twice if it doesn't happen. Um, I think the Eagles finally get a turnover. We've been basically sniffing them out in the past two weeks. We finally get those turnovers on the defensive side of the ball, and I think that the defense ends up with some points on the board. So 
I know it will be a close game in my mind. It will be probably very close within two, three points. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that both teams will probably be in the 20s. Don't think it will be a shootout by any stretch, um, but a competitive close game like what you saw against the Chargers. Um, The one thing that concerns me is that Dallas is at home and this is their home opener. So Mm -hmm. I expect our O-line will have a couple of false starts or problems on their hands. Yeah, I, it's, yeah, yeah, especially Landon Dickerson making his first start ever. And like you mentioned, right. it is the, the Dallas home opener. So it'll be slightly loud in yeah, there. That'll uh, be a big challenge <laughs> for him. Yeah, definitely. I've got, I think we got two more questions for you. I wanted to go back to Nick Sirianni because I think that's an interesting topic. You brought up the turnovers and I am in full agreement. I feel like Stevie Nelson has just, he is so close on some of these with, with an interception. Uh, that I think that's going to happen. He's just so just close. Just me nuts. that I think we're very close to that interception. So on the offensive side of the ball where Sirianni kind of makes his money, um, I'm positive about him, but I heard you and Devin talking. Devin has been on the podcast with with Kevin a few times about learning from mistakes. What would you like to see from him on the offensive side of the ball that shows that those aren't just words? He's actually learning from mistakes that we made last week against the 49ers. Yeah, I just think it comes down to putting points on the board Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. what is the best play to get points on the board whether it's three points in a field goal or going forward on fourth down like how are we putting up points are we putting our defense in a tough position um I'm sure that all the analytics probably told him it was a great idea to do a fourth down play but the analytics Analytics probably didn't say that that was the best play call to make. Um, So just being smart. um, You don't want to see a rookie quarterback continue to make the same mistakes. Like that would be insanity. And you want him to to seem like he is making the best effort to put his players in a position to win. Mm -hmm. Um, We heard that all last week after the Falcons win, but they were riding this big, you know, celebration tour of winning week one uh, that he always tries to put his players in the best position to win. Um, And then I feel like he got away from that in week two a little bit. Uh, I think he called us a decent game. Uh, I think some of the play calls would have worked if Jalen Hurts was a little faster getting the ball out. But he has to put his player in the best position. If he knows that Jalen Hurts is holding the ball a little longer, is this the best play call? Mm -hmm. So he has to be Mm -hmm. thinking about who he has at the quarterback position, who he has at all these other positions, and why he's making those play calls. I think he'll learn a little bit better in game action since he didn't really have preseason to get a feel for what these players will look like and the growing pains have to be had on the regular season, but we can't continue to see the same mistakes, the same issues week to week. And we definitely don't want to see them against Dallas. Yeah, that's very, yeah, that's very true. No room for error in these divisional games. No. All right. We've got one last question, simple. And we always ask our guests during hate week. It is Dallas week. Give us your favorite Eagles Cowboys game in your lifetime. I mean, I feel like the pickle game was always really good. The pickle juice game Mm -hmm. where Brian Dawkins and all the guys were drinking pickle juice because it was so damn hot in Dallas. And (laughs) they had a a total win on that, like that game. Um, I think it had to be the Cowboys, like the Super Bowl year the Eagles had, like Mm -hmm. a total blowout in Dallas. Um, That's where I really felt like, holy shit, we're a really good team. Like we never, it felt like so long before that, that we had like a blowout win against the Cowboys. It was always very close, very hard one matchups in divisional games. That one was like, whoa, like what if we're really good? Like what if we mm-hmm. could win? Like I never wanted to say it out loud because I was like, it's voodoo. Um, but the Super Bowl year when we played in Dallas and we we beat them, I was like, this team is pretty good. Not out the funeral game in Philly, the Zeke leap. 
I mean, that was a great game. Everybody oh, going stop. to Dallas's funeral. They brought a casket oh, to the stadium, stop. and what happened? They got smacked. You know what? That's why I love Dallas Week because all these antics going on off the field mm-hmm. are, are what make the rivalry great. I mean, absolutely. We talk as much shit on social media as the players do, probably on the sideline watching the game going down. So, and I am now officially coming intense. at you. There's nothing more intense than Dallas week in Philadelphia. You can feel the energy as uh, the game approaches. And uh, it was the same as like when we were winning the Super Bowl. Like we were all just like in a great mood. Like when it's Cowboys week, we're just like, all right, Mm -hmm. let's do this. Like run through a wall. Why not? But I mean, look at this is my this is what I deal with in my home. My wife and I don't speak this week. Smart. That's what happens. Smart. She's up there. I I sleep on the couch. Just what happens. (laughs) Love All right. Football Kelly, one last time. Let everybody know where they can follow you on social media and where they can listen and watch your podcast as well. Well, thank you guys for having me. It was a, a blast to kind of go over the you know game that's coming up. Uh, my podcast is the Kelly Green Show on the Eagles Unfiltered Podcast, and you can follow me at football underscore Kelly on Twitter. Absolutely love it. And I am a fan of the Kelly Green. I think the Eagles need to bring it back full thank time. You. <laughs> Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And we will uh we'll be in touch and I will definitely be hitting you up on social media. Yeah, just media like too. keep talking trash on, on the timeline and we'll, oh, it's coming. we'll we'll have fun always. So it's coming. Cheers, guys. Enjoy it. Have Go fun. It happen. Thank you. Big thank you to football Kelly for being on. Uh that was a really fun interview for Hate Week. She knows her football. Aid. She does, and also match the energy. You and I yes. got each other riled up and fired up immediately tonight. Uh, carry over from being on a podcast last night where we were doing the same thing and she came in and just immediately matched the energy which was fantastic during rivalry week like this and just so funny that i was talking execution i was talking attention to detail i was talking emphasis on the running game and we brought kelly in and she immediately was like they need to execute they're a young Mm -hmm. team but nick sirianis and put them in positions to win and stick to the running game i was like thank you we are on the same page here and I think she's right about going at Terrence Steele. He did play a great game last weekend, especially against Joey Bosa. I mean, the play calling helped him out a lot. They were they're getting the ball out of Dak's hands quickly, but you know, can that type of guy put string two really good starts together in a row? I guess we'll see. We will find out. But yeah, we will. big uh weirdly confident in the offensive line for both of us and also mm-hmm. not as confident. It's just exactly. a weird mix. Just like that game. You're confident and you're not confident at all. Yep. So, all at the same time. Yeah, I was about to say, but Monday night, it all goes down. We'll find out 8-15. Speaking of, of confident and not being confident, let's uh, let's give some, some picks this week. I know we're going through our picks and you're like, I don't know if I like this slate or not, but we're giving picks presented by Oz Crowd anyway. I am scrolling through the Odds Crowd app, uh, looking at the games, looking at my picks. I am four for four so far. Mm-hmm. I am I very think I'm nervous. Two that and two. two, two and two. Yeah, because well, you picked against the Cowboys. That's what screwed yep. you. Yep. So yep. technically, you're two and two, but that counts as like a half because you did get a win out of it. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I'm a little bit nervous with my picks. Okay. I'll go. I'll, I'll sling mine though, first because I, I am. I'm pretty confident in my first. Good. All right. Before you do, we're getting all these odds and everything. We're betting on odds crowd. Use our promo codes. If you're watching on YouTube, it's scrolling across the bottom. If not, Kevin is brand two, B-R-A-N-D as in dog two. I am brand 11 without the D, B-R-A-N as in Nancy 11. And Vince is B-R-A-N 14. Use any of those and sign up. You can. It's only week three, so you could still sign up for the uh, for the season long challenge. Yep. And some people have put themselves in such a hole that it might actually work out for you. Absolutely, uh, because it's based on return on investment. So if you're in the negatives, unit wise, you're in trouble. You are. I am trouble. for college football. Apparently, I know nothing about college football anymore. But I'm usually better at college, the NFL, and I don't. I don't know what happened this year. But anyway, bizarro or, Oh yeah, it's yep, Bizarro World Aiden this year. Anyways, uh download the app. I would get it on the weekly things. It's a quick 200, 150, 200, 300 sometimes if you just join their weekly competitions for yep. free. And then if you win and you're confident in your bets, unlike me, you could win 200, 300 dollars in a week. 
Easy money. You you risk nothing to win real money. I mean, what? It's easy. So Not easy. Bad. So yeah, go download the app right now. Use one of our promo codes. Use mine, but or the others. Um, all right, let's get it. Let's get into our picks. Each week we give two picks for the week. Um, so my first pick this week. Dolphins at the Raiders. Raiders are a three and a half point favorite, and I I, I think this is a lock of the week. Uh, Tua is out. Jacoby Brissett is starting. Um, I know Will Fuller is back for the Dolphins, but this game is in Las Vegas. Uh, the Raiders are two and zero. Oh. They look like one of the hottest teams in the league. Um, Derek Carr looks really good. The defense looks legit. Two big wins, too, right? Beating the Ravens and beating the Steelers. Scares me a little bit that they may come back down to earth and lose to a team like the Dolphins, but Dolphins lost 35 nothing last week, and now they lost their quarterback. They're not a very good football team right now. So if this was even Raiders minus four and a half, five, I would still take it, um, but minus three and a half, I feel like that's a steal. I am all for the Dolphins losing football games. I don't care how much they lose by. Wonder why. Uh, yeah, they can lose by four. That'd be great for you, and it would be great for me because mm-hmm. last time I checked, there are no pick protections on that. No trade backs. Mm-hmm. All right, my first pick. Only a true degenerate would watch this Thursday night football game between the Houston Texans and the Carolina Panthers. We love it's the me, Panthers, the degenerate. I'm here <laughs> over 42 in this game. I'm taking it. A lot of people are betting the under. We haven't had a primetime game not hit the over yet. So I'm just riding that trend. And I think a lot of people are betting the under because Davis Mills is starting for the Texans. I think the Panthers are going to be able to put up a good amount of points. Christian mm-hmm. McCaffrey is healthy. They've looked good so far to get to 42 it's not an absurd ask for either of these teams, even with Davis Mills as your starting quarterback. So I'm just riding this primetime over wave, over 42 Texans Panthers. God bless if you are riding with me and watching this Thursday night football game. I love being a degenerate. I love it. All right. I am going to the toilet bowl now. Um, this game is ugly on paper. Two of the worst teams in the NFL, both 0-2, combined 0-4. The Atlanta Falcons heading to the New York Giants. We have said that the Falcons could have the number one overall pick this year. They're that bad. Uh, We hate Joe Judge as a collective unit, as a team here. Um, We think he's a clown. I think the Giants stink. But I think both these defenses stink more, Falcons and the Giants. Um, Daniel Jones was able to move the ball last week, score some points on a very good Washington team. Um, and the Falcons put up points on the Buccaneers last week, right? So the over-under in this game is set at 47 and a half. I could see a lot of points in this game going up and down, no defense being played. So I'm going over 47 and a half points in the Falcons at the New Jersey Giants. Do you know the amount of grave dancing I will do If the Giants lose to the Falcons, it will be absurd. After hate week and an Eagles-Cowboys primetime game, that might be the lead next week. We'll see. All right. now I'm making you a Joe Judge shirt. Oh, my God. Just make it St. Joe's prep colors because I don't want it to be outdated in a year. I'll contact Dave Fortnoy, see if we can get the clown shirt. Clown shirt with Joe Judge's. Oh wow, that's actually a really good idea. <laughs> I will. I think we played in December fifth or November twenty eighth, mm-hmm. something along those lines. Maybe uh, you might be seeing those shirts down the road. Mm-hmm. All right, for my second pick, we've got Browns and Bears this week. People are really excited about the Bears. Justin Fields is finally going to get the start, uh, but it is on the road at Cleveland. I think Cleveland's going to be able to move the ball, even on a really good uh, Chicago Bears. Defense and also Odell Beckham full go this week in practice. It looks like he's going to be playing, even though they lost Jarvis Landry. I don't, I'm not a believer in this. Odell is actually addition by subtraction. I think this adds an extra weapon to their offense, especially without Jarvis. So I have Browns minus five and a half at home against Justin Fields in the Bears. I think it's a smart pick. I really do. I think the Bears are going to struggle. 
And I think the Browns are a very good, very, very good team. Mm-hmm. <coughs> I've got one more. I couldn't decide. I was really struggling with the picks this week. So in true idiot fashion, instead of just walking away, I have a bonus one. I have a bonus one because I just have a feeling and I don't know why. The Sunday night football game is 49ers Packers. I'm, I, as, I think the Packers are going to be good this year. I have 49ers money line. I don't mm. know why. I, I just think the 49ers win at home. That's my bonus pick. 49ers okay. straight up win over the Packers. Money. I like it. So those are our picks. Producer Vince will cut up a promo so you can see them on the screen as well. And uh, bet with us at Oddscraft. Download the app. Use our promo code. Bet for free. Win real money. It's really as easy as that. This is the most simplest concept in the world. It really is. All right. We've been rolling. We've been talking hate week. We've had football Kelly on. Given our picks. We've given our picks for the Cowboys-Eagles game. I think it's time for a little, a little ticky-tacky. I think it's that time. I think it's Let's bring time. in uh, producer Vince. Normal triangle here. Boys, how are we? Uh, my dog obviously just started making a ruckus. So Of course. Is your just, apartment just still just full for, of people? Uh, yeah. Good. Just, for, uh, just so everyone can get a look behind the curtain. Vince's dog, before he came on the show, threw up everywhere. So that's what cat, That was the cat threw up. The oh, cat, threw, uh, up. cat threw, up. threw up. I'm sorry. Yeah. What did the yellow? I had to have? leave. I had to leave during the interview because the dog was pooping. Uh, but the cat is the one that threw up. Oh, sorry. I got my bodily functions mixed up between the two animals. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard to keep it straight. <laughs> I know. Aiden, Aiden lives in such peace. Oh man, dude. <laughs> I'm the only one in this place right now. It's great. I can't mm-hmm. wait to watch this baseball game after I'm done. Just baseball town. On the couch. Uh, baseball town. It is baseball well, town. Let's not forget about this. Let's not forget. This is a baseball. I'd like to argue that living with all of these animals in this tiny space that all like to make a mess is still less stressful than watching a Phillies game. Uh, you, uh, every. I don't know if stressful is the right word to d- describe what the what the Phillies do. It's disgusting. Just How about that? What they do? It's it's toxic. It's a toxic mm-hmm. kind of thing. It's not stressful when you kind of know how it'll play out. But, again, baseball town. This whole football thing is just a little hobby for the time being. Yep. All right. Let's get into the TikTok for tonight. Switching the topic up a bit. We are doing most slept on players so far 2021 season. I like it. I'm excited. I don't know about about you guys. I have uh, both sides of the ball. Yeah, I do too. I do okay, too. Good. I actually have, uh, yeah, I have two defensive no, players. Mm-hmm. You have two defensive players. Interesting. All right. Mm-hmm. I uh, there was one position that I, I did a list, and I was like, wait, everyone's on the same position. I was like, oh, I forgot a very easy name. You guys ready to get started? Normal yeah, triangle. We're already in mid season form. All right, I'm starting just like we talked about defensive side of the ball at three. I have Max Crosby of the Las Vegas Raiders. Giving some shout out to him. Highest rated defensive player, defensive end on PFF right now. Uh, a huge game, a week one, two sacks. I could not believe that he kept up with Lamar. So at three, I have Max Crosby. who has been holding it down for the Las Vegas Raiders who are undefeated. Three for me. I'm going on a defensive line as well, but different side of the coast. Carolina Panthers, Temple alum Hassan Reddick. He's got three sacks Four total tackles, a forced fumble this year. He's only two sacks behind the leader, Chandler Jones, who had five sacks in one game. Um, He's playing on a very, very solid defense. He's very under the radar. And he's just – he's one of those guys you always find yourself rooting for. I don't know why, but he's just one of those guys. Even when he came out of Temple and went to Arizona, um, he's playing the right way. He's being coached up the right way, and he's producing. Uh, number three, I have Rondell Moore. This is the second week in a row he's made our lists, but he's not one of the big, not one of the big two, not one of the big guys in, out of Arizona, but he's still putting up numbers. I think he had, has he, has he had a touchdown in both games or just last week? Just he had two pretty good weeks, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He has, he's had two really good weeks. So uh, I think it's going to be hard to cover four receivers on that team. Mm-hmm. Very true. Very, very true. 
All right. At two, I have Adam Thielen. This is the biggest name that I have on this list. But the reason I have him on is because we keep seeming to predict the fall off year for Adam Thielen, and it keeps not happening. So he's one reception off the league lead. He's got 15 already, double digits in two games. He has three touchdowns total on the season. So he kind of just keeps producing, producing, producing at such a high level. It's just uh, the, the fall off just never happens for him. All right, two for me. Speaking of a fall off in the same position that we expect to come, especially on the team that he plays for, I'm going Brandon Cooks. Uh, do you even know where he plays? The Texans. Vince? Yes. Plays Somewhere for the Texans. Blue, I'm assuming. Yeah, plays okay. for the Texans. Has no one throwing him the ball. Definitely not Deshaun Watson because we know why. Uh, but he has 14 catches on the year, one touchdown. And he has 210 yards receiving, which is good for fifth best in the league. He's only 70 behind Debo Samuel, who's leading the league with 282 yards. So he's he's playing really well this year under the radar on possibly the worst team in the NFL. Has he ever been on a team that isn't blue? Saints. What? Yeah. Good trivia question. Okay. Yeah. That Saints. was a good one. I feel like no. He's on Patriots, Rams, Texans. I just keep seeing him in blue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> random Vince fact. Uh, number two, I have Evan McPherson. Again, another guy that's been on our list three times now. So I don't know how many times we need to put this dude in our TikToks before he comes on our show. But rookie making clutch primetime kicks. Not primetime. It was like a 4 o'clock game. But still, clutch kicks. It's hard to do in the NFL. Apparently, it's hard to do in the NFL. I don't like kickers and weathermen, like the two jobs where you could just be terrible at it and they'll just keep letting you do it. Mm-hmm. But to hit good kicks as a rookie, pretty impressive. And honestly, if you find yourself a good kicker, just keep signing them for the next 20 years. Kickers and punters. You want kickers, punters, and long snappers. You get one good one, just keep them around forever. Shout out Pat McAfee. Come on the show. Yeah, yeah. You know, that would be enormous. <laughs> that would be wild. Talking about matching the energy. We'd He's have to match his. Oh, yeah. God. If Peyton and Eli couldn't handle him, I can't imagine what you guys would do. Oh, we could handle I think, him. I think we'd be able to handle him better than those two. But That's mm-hmm. true. Less brain damage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. At one, I have Debo Samuel. A guy's been on a tear so far this year. Week one, he had 12 receptions, 189 yards, and a touchdown fantasy dream right there with that timeline but then he backed it up eight receptions or i'm sorry six receptions 93 yards one yard or one reception off the lead league and then he is the league leader in receiving yards so he has been phenomenal this year i think that continues for debo one for me is a guy that continuously gets crushed in this league um people say he stinks people were saying he stinked Halfway through the first game of the season, then he just came back and won that game. He leads the league in passing yards. He's 2-0. He plays in Las Vegas. It's it's Derek Carr. He's got four touchdowns, only one interception, 817 yards passing. Let me see. Number two is Kyler Murray at 689. He has 817 yards passing right now. The dude's balling out, playing for Chucky. Um, he's got the Dolphins this week like I – Picked in my odds crowd, lock of the week. I think he's going to tear them up as well. So a guy I always feel bad for, especially because his brother got knocked around in this league and he still came in the NFL to play. Um, But he could do it a little bit, maybe. I had him on my list. I had him on my list and took him off because of that last two seconds of your answer. Still, I'm not convinced. Two weeks in. Exactly. I'm not convinced yet. I'm going to need to see two more seasons of production for him to be convinced. <laughs> yeah, yeah, honestly, I don't even know if he's going to be yeah. in the league in two more seasons. <laughs> exactly. Uh, number one for me, uh, this guy is just incredible. I don't know if you heard about him, Derrick Henry. Um, 182 rushing yards this week, three touchdowns. Like, that's no one's talking about this guy. It's crazy. He's so good. Pretty big, too. Crazy. Huge. You see, I saw this picture of him next to uh, some other some others running back. I guess they went to the same college or something. Uh, the other guy looks so tiny. Did you? Uh, I heard that was? other guy won a Heisman Trophy or something. Is he famous? 
I think it was like CeeLo Green or something. I don't know. <laughs> Does he still play in the NFL? Maybe on also the worst team in the league with Brandon Cooks? <laughs> I was going to say it's a mystery. Honestly, it's always a mystery whether or not he's still in the NFL. I, I did not know he was in the Texans. I was still thinking that he was on the uh, on the Ravens. Ravens. And then yeah, for some reason, I thought he was on the Jaguars. Saints. <laughs> Texans, baby. Be anywhere. Texans. Texans. Is that going to be the new team? Yes, yeah, that could be the new team where it's like, is this guy still in the league? Yeah, he's on the Texans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's on, the on the Texans. Texans. Yep, sounds about right. <laughs> All right. See where he is in rushing. Probably not. I feel like the... it's not bad. Oh. If I remember he's 16th correctly. overall, 126 rush yards. Yeah, see, that's not bad. He's only three yards ahead of our guy, Tony Pollard. Except Pollard probably gets like 25% of the reps. Yeah. Yeah, Mark Ingram has 3.3 yards a carry. Tony Pollard, 7.7. 7.7 yards per carry? Wow. RB1. I think we've got our keys to the game then for for Monday night. All right, Mm -hmm. do you got anything else before we get into the final touches of hate week? I can't wait to just see you in a boxing ring. It's like the, come on, square up, dude. I don't even think, yeah, 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 see, I don't know how to, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the opposite way. (laughs) My forearm looks huge, by the way. What's that? No, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I can't wait. You can give the people the details because, you know what? You're the technical guy. One last time. We'll see you guys Monday night. Thank you for listening to the show today. Find it on YouTube, uh, on Burr's First Voice Pod, on Twitter. And then we're also, like we said, on Flipping the Birds Pod. Check that out. As of last night, talking a lot, breaking down these games coming up. And then Monday night is the big event, showtime event at the showboat in the middle of the ring. We've got the live stream presented by Vigits. It'll be live when the game goes live, 8.15 until the clocks hit zero. That'll be on Branded Sports underscore on Twitter. Follow Birds vs. Boys Pod on Twitter. Live stream on YouTube, everywhere. There will probably be a fist fight, and there will also be a dog fight in the NFC East. We will see you then. And all I got to say to you, Aiden, is can you dig it? DC for life, Kevin, signing off. (laughs) Chris Hansen here, and I'm going to need you all to take a seat right over there and check out Birds vs. Boys. I think you're completely right here. And I hate it. Idiots. Stop doing dumb things. I got two phones. Upside alert. Upside alert. I might go insane. I think you're already there. There's no hope. Hope is gone. If this was an AFC North podcast, we'd be done in 15 minutes. Bob Hope. I'm going to drink bleach. Beat the team you promised me you were going to be this year. This is the Consciously Hopeful podcast. I'll be watching.